Anna event is going to be taking over with strong and gusty winds tonight and Sunday. Wind advisories are in effect. High fire danger in effect. And make sure your outside Halloween decorations, if you have them, are secure. Because it's a pretty good wind event coming up. On this Saturday, clouds to sunshine. Cool temperatures continue. 65 degrees. Tonight, night of the full moon, the hunter's moon. Clear skies, dry air, and very windy. The Santa Ana event takes over tonight. It's chilly, 54 degrees. We could see some wind gusts of 35 to 45 miles per hour overnight. On Sunday, sunny. It's warmer with strong gusty winds. Wind gust on Sunday, 40 to 50 miles per hour and a warm up to 75 degrees. The windy and warm weather continues Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, though I think the winds will die back a little bit. The the most intense part of this Santa Ana event is going to be tonight and through the day on Sunday. As far as sunrise, 7.06 this time of year, sunset 6.02. The ocean temperature is 66. If you're wondering, the time change weekend is next weekend when we fall back. So we've got one last weekend of October on our hands. That's my forecast. I'm meteorologist Dave Murray for KXFM Laguna Beach.
Good morning. This is Craig on Rainbow Radio at KXFM 104.7, trying to go live on uh, Facebook. I'm having a few technical difficulties this morning, but uh, that's okay. We'll get through it. Um, I, um, it's um, a beautiful day here in Laguna Beach. Did you get the weather report? <laughs> Did you hear what they had to say? Well, we should be expecting winds to 50 miles an hour this evening, so uh, not sure what that's going to bring us. Um, it's uh, gusts to 50 miles an hour, Santa Ana winds, and they also give it a different name. So anyway, batten down the hatches this evening, and, and um, we haven't had them for quite a while, so um, it doesn't feel like we're going to have them because it's, it's so chilly, but I've, you know, I've been... I've been surprised before, so, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll just have to see how that works out, you know. Anyway, um, it's uh, a beautiful day here in Laguna Beach at the moment, um, and we're happy to be here. Lots going on this week. Um, I don't want to talk too much about our new speaker, the House, but I, I'm entitled to have opinions, they say, so here I am with my opinion. Um, yeah, that's me. And, and oh, and now I'm live on on um, on facebook so we're all happy we're it's working again and uh, yeah and zoom so all right uh let's just kick it right off with on this day in history because that's a good place to start to start with uh what's going on in 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 the in the past because I, I sometimes the <laughs> the present is a little difficult um you know with all the news is going, but you know, but first let's get to the top of the news. Today is a very, very, very special day for Ricky Clemens. It is his birthday. And I don't know, he's um like any good girl, he, he's not giving up his age. And I don't know what to say. That's so I, but let's say he's probably north of thirty somewhere, maybe maybe even double that. I don't know. I I don't know. He's a good girl, and he and so happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Ricky, happy birthday to you. He's he's what can I say about him? He's the kind of person everyone loves to hate, but they love him more than they hate him. So I don't know, <laughs> and he's always such a good sport. Um, well, most of the time, <laughs> I I you know, and and when they don't like him, they. Everyone speaks of him in the most caring and loving manner, whether it's good or bad. They still speak about him in the most caring and loving manner, and he appreciates that. I'm sure he's uh, been he's uh, quite a pillar of the community here in Laguna Beach, and with and with much respect, I see uh, already there's many wishes for a happy, happy, happy birthday, and in sincerity, Ricky, yes, happy birthday. I wish you very a very happy birthday here from. KXFM and Rainbow Radio and Craig. I've known him now for way too many years. <laughs> I can't help it, Ricky. We, we always have to get our puns in, kind of like a Don Rickles uh, <laughs> go around. But uh, and and I and, and some other news. It also is my mother's birthday. Bless her heart. She's not with us anymore. But uh, so, Ricky, you share the same birthday as my mother. How about that? <laughs> so we wish Ricky happy birthday. Uh, I'm happy to wish anyone happy birthday as they alert me when they have them. How about that? And we'll 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 make that part of our local community news here on KXFM Radio. Um, yeah, so 
got that out of the way. Um, if you have a chance and you and you know Ricky, uh, be sure to say, wish him a, a happy birthday. So on this day in history and, and LGBTQ history, starting on October 28th, which is today, we don't change uh, our clocks this weekend, but we change them next weekend all from all reliable sources. So after Halloween, uh, we do this year. So don't change them tomorrow or tonight. It's not for another week. Uh, if you do change them early, well, it's not going to help out. <laughs> So going back to on this day in history in 1824, the Marquis D.Q. Steen <clears throat> is beaten and left for dead after propositioning a male soldier at the St. Denis. The scandal forces him out of the closet, but he recovers and lives the rest of his life as an open sodomite with his partner Edward St. Barbie, Gustine maintains a successful social life in Paris. Well, I don't know much about the Mar Marquis de Custine, <laughs> but apparently, <clears throat> apparently he is a survivor. Okay, let's move along to 1970. Kate Millett, a little more recent history, becomes one of the first leaders of the growing women's movement to acknowledge her lesbianism when she comes out as bisexual <laughs> at the Daughters of Billet's Bilitis, I guess you're supposed to say, I always say billets, but it's Bilitis, Bilitis meeting in New York City. In 1981, Love, Sydney, a sitcom starring Tony Randall as a middle-aged gay man living with an unwed mother and her daughter, premieres on NBC, though gay, in the made-for-TV movie on which he, the series is based, as well as the, the pilot, creators and even Star Randall denied the character's homosexuality in subsequent interviews. <clears throat> well, that was 81. Um, that doesn't excuse it, but that explains it. 1998 in Canada, <clears throat> Glenn Murray is elected as mayor of Winnipeg, Manitoba. He's the first openly gay man uh, to be elected mayor of a major North American city. Imagine that in Canada, 1998. In 2009, you know, I think, well, maybe major North American city, Laguna Beach has had uh, a couple of gay mayors, one that was not necessarily identified, but one that was very out. So, uh, and I think before 98, so, but maybe we're not considered a major North American city. In 2009, the United States President uh, Barack Obama signs the Matthew Shepard Act, which expands federal hate crime law to include crimes motivated by a victim's actual or perceived gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability. Uh, the first U.S. federal law to extend legal protections to transgender persons. Um, it is the 25th anniversary of uh, Matthew Shepard's demise, if you're wondering. Uh, anyway, moving along to October 29th in 2003, the Human Rights Cam uh, Campaign study shows 60% of Americans' adoption agencies accept applications from gay and lesbian couples, and 40% claim they have placed children in homes headed by same-sex couples. That's 2003. So that would this is 23, so that's 20 years ago. 
I wonder what that statistic is now. In 2004, Germany expands the rights of same-sex couples, allowing registered domestic partners to adapt, adopt each other's children. That's a good. That's good news. We're trying to look for good news because you know there's not a lot these days. I'm moving along to October 30th. In 1968, popular science, silent film star Ramon Navarro is murdered in his North Hollywood home in by Paul and Tom Ferguson, age 22 and 17, whom he had hired from an agency to come to his home for sex. According to the prosecution, the murder case, in the murder case, the two young men believed that a large sum of money was hidden in Navarro's house. The prosecution accused the brothers of torturing Navarro for several hours to force him to reveal where the non-existent money was hidden. They left the house for... With $20 they took from his bathroom pocket. Navarro died as a result of asphyxiation, having choked to death on his own blood. God, this is pretty awful. Uh, they were sentenced to long prison terms, but released on probation in the mid-70s. Both were later rearrested for unrelated crimes, for which they served longer prison terms for then, than for the murder of Navarro. In 1974, uh, Cycle Shirts, 14 men in lingerie, Makeup, beehives, beards, mustaches, and leather jackets premiered in Los Angeles. Uh, actually, it's not cycle shirts. It's cycle sluts. I guess I can say that. I don't know. I guess I'll find out. <laughs> in 1986, in Lima, Peru, police raid a lesbian bar and arrest about 70 women. Television reporters who have been Previously notified police were present to film the women for local news reports. As a result, many of the women lose their jobs. <clears throat> Some are beaten by their families. At least two are raped on their way home from the police station. This is lovely news. Why do I have this on the air? Let's, well, I, I, usually, I usually read it and put pluses and minuses, and then I can just read the pluses. Pluses is good news and minuses. But this time I didn't put the plus, so you'll bear with me. In 1955, on October 31st, three men are arrested in Boise, Idaho. I lived there in Boise, Idaho, on charges of lewd conduct and sodomy, including a more or <coughs> inciting moral panic in Boise that resulted in 16 arrests, 15 convictions, and almost 1,500 people being questioned. 1955, the boys of Boise. Mm-hmm. In 1969, Time Magazine runs a seven-page cover story entitled The Homosexual, Newly Visible, Newly Understood, presenting a case for greater tolerance of homosexuals, yet emphasize the effeminate side of homosexuality as an exclusion of everyone else, uh, to the exclusion of everyone else. So, yeah, <clears throat> I always maintain... <laughs> The perception of the, of the homosexual or the gay is it's like a toupee. You only see the bad ones. And God knows how many really good ones out there that you don't see, you know, um, because, you know, the, the only ones that are easy to see are the bad ones. And I'm not saying being effeminate is bad. I'm just saying you're more, more visible. And uh, so there goes the, the perception that all gays are feminine. I, I know some gays that... Uh, far from effeminate <laughs> you would never ever in your wildest 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, moving along. <clears throat> in 1969, in San Francisco, lesbians and gay men protest homophobic language in the Examiner. Uh, that's the San Francisco newspaper. Um, newspaper employees responded by showering the demonstrations with pink ink. Violence ensues. Hmm? My, I never knew that. 69. 1980, French-Canadian flight attendant Gatien Dugas pays... His first known visit to New York, bathhouses, all of New York City, early AIDS infections would be traced to Dugas and dubbed Patient Zero. There's quite a documentary about that. And this young man, and um, not necessarily Patient Zero, but the documentary is goes on and really explains a lot. And uh, tragically. And uh, anyway, it's worth... It's worth understanding, and it's worth a good vi- a view. It's a, it's a documentary. Uh, November 1, next month, coming right up, folks. <laughs> In 1971, uh, Body Politic, Canada's first gay rights magazine, hits the newsstands. In 1972, that certain summer, a made-for-TV movie about teenage son Lee learning about his divorced father's homosexuality airs on ABC. It is watched by almost 2 million people, 1972. <laughs> and you can see it on YouTube, actually, that certain summer. Huh, I have not seen that. Maybe I should watch that. In 1999, Nancy Katz uh, becomes the first openly lesbian judge in the U.S. state of Illinois. Hmm. That's interesting. I did imagine that, a judge. Okay, moving along to November 2nd uh, in 1955, back to Boise, Idaho. Boy, Boise's in the news. Three men are arrested of having sex with te- three with teenagers, setting off a particularly motivated 15-month investigation of local gay, gay male networks. Oh, gosh. Some 1,400 people are questioned. That sounds like the same one, but a little different time frame. Uh, In the McCarthy era, witch hunt that results. Dozens are arrested. Nine men were imprisoned for having, for as long as 15 years, and an untold number of gay men flee the city. Lovely. In 1977, Sage Senior Action in Gay Environment, Sage, that's the acronym, is founded in New York City with the goal of improving the lives of LGBTQ seniors. I wonder if they're still active today. In 1993, voters in Cincinnati, Ohio, and Lewiston, Maine, repeal bans on discrimination based on homosexual orientation. Hmm? Well, good on Cincinnati and Lewiston, Maine. In 2004, voters in San Mateo County, right here in California, approve a measure to prohibit public sector employment discrimination based on sexual orientation with 70.5% of the voters in favor. How about that? (laughs) In 2010, voters in El Paso, Texas, this can't be good, pass an initiative that strips health insurance benefits from unmarried partners of city employees. Supporters say that the intention was to target gay city employees and their partners. See, I told you. In 2011, the United States Internal Revenue Service 
announces that it intends to issue a formal agreement known as a notice of acquiescence with the 2010 United States Tax Court decision in Odana Bain versus Commissioner, allowing people to deduct the cost for treating gender identity disorder from their federal income taxes. And on the last day for this week and this week in history, November 3, in 1975, Kennedy's Children by gay playwright Robert Patrick opens on Broadway at the John Golden Theater. It runs for 72 performances. That's not very long. In 1975, the Wall Street Journal runs a front-page story on the growing influence and success of The Advocate, the nation's leading gay publication. Hmm. 75. In 1992, it's still alive, folks. It's still there, The Advocate. In 1972, or 1970, in 1992, in Colorado, 53% of voters approve Amendment 2 an initiative banning state and municipal right ordinances for lesbians and gay men. Family values organizations in more than 35 states begin campaigning for similar propositions. In Oregon, voters reject Measure 9, an initiative similar to Amendment 2. Uh, See, Colorado is at one moment very progressive and at another moment very unprogressive. I I don't get it. It's... um, Duplicitous, I guess. In 1998, Tammy Baldwin, a Democrat from Wisconsin, is elected to the United States House of Representatives. She is the first open lesbian and the first non-incumbent gay candidate to be elected to federal office. In 1998, voters in Hawaii approve Amendment 2, giving Hawaii state legislature the power to restrict marriage to mixed-sex couples. 98. And I have, uh, that was funded by a religious organization. I won't give their name, but they're based in Utah. Mm-hmm. Primarily funded, because I was living there in Hawaii at that time. I'm very familiar with that. 1999, Aaron McKinney, uh, yes, is found guilty of murdering Matthew Shepard and is sentenced to two consecutive life terms in prison. In 2009, Washington voters approved Referendum 71 to uphold the state's everything-but-marriage domestic partnership law with 53% of the vote. In 2009, Maine voters repealed the state's marriage equality law by 53%. And that you have is on this day in history on Rainbow Radio, KXFM 104.7. I do have some news, and I, I... Get to get us up to, to current, but let's cleanse our palate with a little music and lighten things up a little bit on this beautiful day. I, I did. I I I watched. Um, there's a young man on on uh, YouTube. There's a lot of them. <laughs> this particular one is he's gay, but he's all about embracing life and um, and pushing back uh, suicide, for one. But his, his attitude is so contagious and so positive. Uh, after this song, I'll, I'll give you his name. Uh, and it's just wonderful to watch. He's on YouTube. He's on, on, he's on all of them. Uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. He's, he's everywhere. He's omnipresent. But anyway, 
if you're feeling uh, a little low, boy, just a couple watch a couple watch a couple of his segments and it just fades away. But that's the news anyway. Troy, his new song, "One of Your Girls."
So, those are two Troy Savan uh, song hits back to back here on KXFM. Um, and here's some uh, some good news. I just I've I went through and, and found. I figure it's it's time for some good news. I, I like to share good news. <laughs> Legal challenges to anti-LGBTQ laws are underway in at least 10 nations. Uh, that's good news, right? <laughs> um, because I think there's something like 60 nations in the world where it's illegal to be gay. And um, there's also um, there's also a movie about called Rustin Out which is, I, I think, good news. There's also, there's also some news that's... I'm, I'm all over the place, but this one I just find um, uh, crazy. There's um, a... Uh, in Nigeria... Now, that's not real close to us, but um, parliamentary raids a... Nigeria's parliamentary raids a birthday party for gay people. Yep, they raid a... Because, well, after all, it's... They're gay and they're having a party. There's 76 people are arrested. 
In Nigeria, most parts of Africa, homosexuality is generally viewed as unacceptable, and in 2014, anti-gay law took effect despite international condemnation. Um, on Monday of this week, they were uh, arrested. All the latest arrests targeting LGBTQ Nigerians after police August in, raided a gay wedding in the southern city, and the arrest of dozens of people's accused are out of, on bail. In Nigeria, like in most parts of Africa, homosexuality is generally viewed as unacceptable. And in 2014, anti-gay law took effect despite international condemnation. I just, I don't know why I should go on and on and on about this, but anyway. Anyway, um, so back to um, the ten nations that are working to correct things. <clears throat> uh, the sodomy laws in four small Caribbean islands are being challenged. Uh, Eastern Caribbean by, by the Eastern Caribbean Supreme Court. <clears throat> Those countries include Grenada, St. Lucia, St. Vincent's, and the Gren Grenadines, and Dominican and Dominica. And uh, Jamaica. So there's um, that's all good news. Um, the American Convention on Human Rights. Uh, has, is after this, but so far has not persuaded the Jamaican government to act. Anyway, the, I, that's good news. There's a map that goes with it that shows, um, this is on Alturi, if you're interested, but shows a lot of red in Africa and in the Middle East. But most of Europe is not, uh, is favorable. So that's all right. Anyway, there's a movie coming out, which I can't wait to see, called Rustin. And it is about, um, uh, it is about Bayard Rustin. It's a biopic, and it's, um, it's about his participation with Martin Luther King. And he, in his, <clears throat> he helped facilitate uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's March on Washington and I Have a Dream speech, and he played a pivotal role in architect in the 1963's momentous march and attended more than a quarter, attended by more than a quarter of a million. Um, his contribution and civil rights to the civil rights movement was largely downplayed at the time due to his uh, vocal identity as a gay man, unfortunately. So it is his time to, <clears throat> I guess, share the What's really happening? So this is a ne uh, going to be on Netflix. Uh, when does it say when it's coming out? So this was new. The on the twenty first they talk about it. Anyway, um, maybe write it down. It's called uh, Rustin the movie. Fear. Uh, oh, it's called Walking Dead. Star is uh, is a famed gay civil rights activist in the first trailer for Rustin. So the movie is called Rustin. Uh, he did. Um, Another movie in Walking Dead, but um, yeah. Hmm. All right, center stage on Rustin, uh, Georgia, <clears throat> in uh, the United States, not the Georgia country. Uh, Georgia State employees and their families who are who are insured by Georgia State Health benefit plan can access transgender-related health care after the state agreed to a $365,000 court settlement with three employees. <clears throat> so this is good news. When I was able to get 
medical treatment I needed, I finally felt whole, said Benjamin Johnson, one of the plaintiffs in the lawsuit. I feel like this is the person I was meant to be, and my mental health has improved drastically. I hope that this settlement means that other trans Georgia State employees can feel the joy and the relief I have felt having gotten the medical treatments that I needed. The health plan covers more than 660,000 people, including employee and public schools and their families. So that's going on in Georgia. And in Poland, can now introduce civil partnerships as LGBT activists after the shock election after shock election results. Um, it, <laughs> the ultra-conservative party lost their ground, and it was a more liberal party getting uh, into Poland, and so that's making way for some changes. Uh, Bart Stasowicki was sitting at home with his boyfriend last Sunday night when the first results of the Polish general election flashed across his computer. I thought, is it real? He told uh, the, the iNews uh, reporter on uh, his phone from Warsaw, the ruling law and justice party, the acronym is PIS, had unexpectedly failed to secure a majority, enabling a coalition of three opposition parties to oust the right-wing anti-LGBTQ party from government. It was the highest election turnout in a generation the uh, viewer went on to say, I was shocked and happy. He says, before describing metaphorically how I felt, because at the last time I breathed fresh air, I was 25. I'm 33 now. Eight years of this government changed me a lot. So congratulations in Poland. Stepping in a good direction. In the UK, um, they're once again having a, a ban a delay in the ban of conversion therapy. They keep trying to get the ban going, but for some reason it keeps having delays. And it's odd because in so many other locations, they don't seem to have delays. Um, and not sure why. Um, in a leaked message, conservative politician appears to argue that a... Um, Proposed conversion therapy ban would split the party and have terrible consequences politically criminalizing parents who counsel children against changing gender. Uh, it's hooey. It's hooey. <laughs> Same-sex marriage remains banned in the Navajo Nation in the United States, which I, you know, they're, they're separate countries, so they can have... Um, even though the United States recommends it, uh, recommends it, recognizes it. Um, but the Navajo Nation hasn't uh, adopted it. Although same-sex marriage has been legal in all 50 states since 2015, uh, the, the Supreme Court ruling, um, it remains banned in, on the country's largest Indian reservation, which is, as a sovereign tribal nation, is not subject to the decision of the America's highest court. So, I uh, hopefully that, uh, because um, our Native Americans, uh, before Christianity jumped in there and got in their face, <laughs> um, were very um, supportive of uh, LGBTQ, and it was part of their culture. Go figure. 
anyway, it got wiped out. <clears throat> so, yeah, so uh, the, this other news, Nigeria, 76 people raised for organizing a gay wedding. That's other news. That's um, more news in Nigeria. Oh, my. <laughs> now, this is good news. Supportive housing development for LGBTQ youth opens in central Harlem. I know I ran a little bar here in Laguna Beach for a while, and I was surprised in this day and age how many LGBTQ youth become homeless. And all too often because of some parental attitudes about their children being different. And suddenly they become homeless. And that is a problem. I think uh, less of a problem here probably, but in... In Harlem, apparently, it is a it is a problem, and the government officials and a nonprofit leader held a ribbon cutting ceremony on October twenty fourth to celebrate the completion of a supportive housing development in Harlem with services for homeless LGBTQ youth and young adults between the ages of eighteen to twenty five. So far, forty nine out of fifty tenants have moved into fully furnished studio apartments in the building which broke ground on November of 2021. The $22 million nine-story project at 15 West 118th Street, dubbed Homeward Central Harlem, was developed by Type A Projects and Azimuth Development Group, a nonprofit. Homeward New York City will run the on-site services and co-own the property. Key Bank Community Development Lending for the Investment and other affordable housing firms contributed to the funding project. Uh, as a good story, helping LGBT youth. I mean, if you're 18 and you're you're on the street and you're easy target for many other not so good things that can belie you. Mm -hmm. Ukraine takes the first steps to codify gay marriage. That's good news. Ukraine Justice Ministry took the first steps toward codifying gay marriage. Bill, uh, by approving bill number 9103 titled On the Institution of Registered Partnerships on October 22nd, just recently, the groundbreaking bill will establish, uh, would establish in law registered partnerships as a, as a voluntary family union for two adult individuals regardless of gender. Homophobia is widespread across all of the former Soviet Union. FSU and LGBT people are regularly abused, discriminated against, and as so many of the cultures are rooted in conservative Orthodox Christian family values. While Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has not publicly advocated for LGBTQ rights, which remains a politically sensitive topic, he issued a measured statement of support ahead of the 2021 Pride. However, he was more outspoken when dealing with a homophobic heckler at a rare pre-war meet. The press. Okay, well. <laughs> and in Japan, they had a, uh, were trying to have a law to sterilize tr transgender people if they want to get chained, if they want to become transgender. They had to go through sterilization. Sterilization, it got struck down. That's a good news. <laughs> the new this is the news that I just oh my goodness I'm so concerned about new House Speaker Mike Johnson. Um, 
that happened here, and I kind of danced around it and not really talked about it, so I'm going to talk about it, and then I'm going to have some more music, and we're going to enjoy the rest of the day, because um, I, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. <laughs> but uh, Mike Johnson, uh, uh, let's go. Let me let me say this: Kelly Robinson, who is president of the Human Rights Campaign, the nation—it's the largest uh, LGBTQ advocacy group. If you haven't heard of them, they're huge. The Human Rights HRC, everyone knows them. Said so Johnson would be the most anti-equality speaker in U.S. history. Uh, this is a choice that will be a stain on the record of everyone who voted for him, Robinson said in a statement on Wednesday. Johnson is someone who doesn't hesitate to express his disdain for the LGBTQ plus community from the rooftops and then introduces legislation that seeks to erase us from society. And uh, what does he do? Uh, this is a quote that he um, he has called same-sex ma marriage a dark hair, hair bring, bringer of chaos and suggested it would lead to the people wedding their pets. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, he goes on further. This will be a choice of, oh, let's see. Uh, no, no, no. Um, there's more. What's, I'm, I got it. In the early 2000s, Johnson worked as an attorney and spokesperson for the Evangelical Christian Legal Group Alliance Defense Fund, now known as Alliance Defending Freedom. For decades, the ADF designated a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center and designated the Arizona-based group Disputes, spearheaded legal efforts to criminalize same-sex activity, block efforts to legalize same-sex, and allow for businesses to deny service to LGBTQ people, ban transgender people from using restrooms that correspond with their gender identities. Um, he argued in favor of allowing states to criminalize same-sex and consensual sex, uh, the belief argues that sex between men should be banned because it is likely to spread sexually transmitted disease, uh, more likely to uh, spread sexually transmitted sex between men and women, and therefore possesses, poses a distinct public health problem. <laughs> and it goes on and on and on. I probably should make an announcement because... Uh, uh, Ida Mae's not going to, is moved her hour to be uh, at noon with uh, another um, radio personality. And we have a new radio personality uh, that's coming on here in just a few minutes. Um, and he's actually right here at the studio. Um, do you want to say a word? Which bike's on this one? Uh, I can put it on. Good morning. Yes, I used to do Wednesday nights here at KXFM, and now I'm going to be your Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 12 Pacific Standard Time, hosting the music show. So I hope you tune in. I'll be playing all different genres of music. We'll be doing ticket giveaways. We'll be doing concert reviews. Uh, we'll be interviewing a lot of different musicians all across the board. And 
Yeah, come along for the ride. It's going to be great. And I hope you guys have a great afternoon and a great Saturday. It's a beautiful day out. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys in a few and, minutes. And your name is officially. Oh, I'm Greg Dixon. Greg Dixon. Yeah, I used to do Wednesday <laughs> night, 7 p.m. All right. Th- th- this is the kind I feel like I got promoted. <laughs> <laughs> so a two-hour show every Saturday, folks. You can't beat that. Oh, and my God. Where am I going to come up with all the content? Greg. Oh, well, yes. I, I An hour is plenty for me. <laughs> right? I know. I think I bit off more than I could too but we're gonna give it our best anyway i'll let you finish your show thanks a lot and i hope to see you guys at 10 a.m every saturday and uh you know if you're cleaning the house or washing your car or barbecuing whatever you're doing tune in i'll be playing all kinds of great music greg greg will motivate you in whatever your efforts are thank you greg for for chiming in here a little bit so he'll be here every every morning now from 10 a.m till noon and ida may is um she's still here she's not leaving us she's going to do what uh uh, co-host uh, the program, I believe, at noon. So we're happy that she's uh, still in our realm of radio broadcasting here. So anyway, our, this uh, new Speaker of the House is quite a concern, and I don't know. He um, he voted against the Matthew Shepard hate crime bill. He has a, he has a he has a legacy of very ultra ultra conservative anti-LGBTQ and, and believes that it should be criminalized and um, take us back to a time when, when um, I don't know, re- regress, re- regression, anyway. So uh, that's the dealio. I want to th- say one more time, uh, happy birthday to Rick, Ricky Clemens. Happy birthday to you. And uh, that I've had a wonderful uh, morning. I got some, oh, I do have extra time here. Let's see, I have one other news article. I could get this in. Hold on, hold on. It was um, South Korea. Court upholds a ban on gay sex in the military. Can't they look at the history of all the other countries in the military? And I, I think what really struck me was um, that the arguments are the same arguments we've heard in all the other countries with regard to gay people in the military. And they were all debunked, and they're all, it's kind of like saying, how could I, what could I, how can I draw a comparison? They decided to put stop signs in this intersection because it saved lives and there were less traffic accidents. And they've done it, and, and it, it's proven its course but they don't want to put stop signs in because the red is too um offensive or something you know some weird reason and and they just so they disregard all the evidence that's there that says it's much better to have stop signs you know i don't know if that's the best analogy of it but anyway so south korea is um they up the, their court upheld the law banning same-sex relations in the in the military, citing a threat to combat readiness. You know, um, it was a, in a five to four ruling. So they're close. <laughs> they're close. Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. Anyway, so let's let's hope that they come to their senses. Um, and um, in South Korea and uh, the military. I mean, 
Does it matter? Like they always say, <laughs> who, you don't care who's in the foxhole with you. If they're got your back, that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, you know, if they're, they're, if they're there to save your life, then, you know. But I digress. Craig on KXFM 104.7 Rainbow Radio. If you've got any news or any events coming up, please let me know on, on rainbow-radio.org. Uh, and uh, uh, we'll get you on the air. And we'll get the announcement out there for everyone. Um, if you would like to support uh, Rainbow-Radio, you can uh, let me know and go there. I have to say we have a art walking coming up next Thursday. It's a two-hour show with Leia Vesquez and myself. And we have some very special guests from uh, Bluebird Canyon Farms. Um, the Simons, mother and daughter team that are, are uh, at the um, farm. They are the team that, I guess, produced the food. And they're going to tell us all about the beauty of the earth and the food we share, and uh, it's, I, I guess, a hundred-year history of Bluebird Canyon Farms. It's a kind of a, a well-known, well-kept secret <laughs> here in Laguna Beach, and they do educational programs and all kinds of stuff there. And it's fairly recently been uh, a, <clears throat> I don't know, it's been before city council with some protections and some special issues and I, I i want i particularly want to know how that's coming about but that's thursday at uh 6 to 8 p.m uh this coming thursday during art walk and uh right here yours truly on kxfm 104.7 so i'm going to take it out with a song here and greg will be in and take it away for the next two hours and thanks for tuning in craig kxfm radio we'll take it away with uh, who we got? Uh, well, too good at goodbyes. Sam Smith. How about that? <laughs> you must think that I'm stupid. You must think that I'm a fool. You must think that I'm new to this. But I have seen this all before. I'm never gonna let you close to me Even though you mean the most to me Cause every time I open up it hurts So I'm never gonna get too close to you Even when I mean the most to you In case you go and leave me in the dirt But every time you hurt me 